0: Hello, everyone. We are one week away from GDUX, G-U-X dot Go over and check that out. It is the Game Dev Unchained event that you don't want to miss. It happens every six months. And so next week will be our first one for 2020. And we have a good amount of presenters teaching you how to become a better and awesome game developer. So if you have the time, want to give the support, go to the GDUX.com. It's going to begin at 10 a.m. Pacific time. And we'll be kicking off a three-day live streaming event. Doing a lot of cool things, upgrading production values. In the midst of COVID, a lot of what we talked about in the past six months, things have changed in a great way way and bad. Remote workers are more prevalent than ever and that's been a light switch from what last year and the years before have been. It's something that I've been really pushing and now it's a harsh reality of everybody not just our industry are working from home. And so the setup there's been kind of like a fast learn fail first type of mentality that's happening around the industry but i think after two three months people are finally settling in with this new idea not just from the employee standpoint but also from a employer standpoint so a lot of what we're covering at gdex will be about that as well as just ageless lessons and lectures that will help you to move forward and use this year as a momentum of bettering your career and your self-discipline. So this episode has been recorded over a couple of months ago, and this is done through the Game School Online show. It's something I've been holding off on too, but I think it's a perfect time to kind of to talk about this, it's uh, an artist, a 3D artist that I've been admiring for a long time, Cornelius Demrick. And uh, if you have the time, go in the description below to check out his work. Um, this, as always, Game School Online show are very visual. But there are a lot of things that we talked about uh, that can carry into your life right now. And just like every other GSO show, it's all about the project and technical breakdowns of a personal project. So we really go through the process of them building that particular art piece. We went through several. So if you have the time, check in the link description and watch the show. But listening is just as good, obviously. Uh, I'm converting it to a podcast for you guys to con- enjoy. I will have to ask for forgiveness uh, because uh, when I was connecting with Cornelius, and usually we, we have this issue with international guests. Uh, there was a slight mic issue, although we did find a workaround. I forgot to switch my mic from my desk mic to my podcast mic and so you just hear me kind of like in the background so it's not the best audio quality from me but at least from cornelius he sounds like the host for this one show where his is crystal clear so forgive me it sounds like we're going back to episode one of game Dev unchained where we where at least i have like a terrible mic but at least it's uh coherent and, um, it was a great episode and actually, uh, a lot of people, uh, have been complimentary about this one episode, uh, just the stuff that he, he kind of talked through. He was very real and raw and I, I was fortunate enough to kind of have him on the show and, and talk about not just his process, but his philosophy when it comes to creating art. Well, thank you guys. what's up everybody welcome to another episode of game school online where we bring on professionals and break it down so that we talk to them and their techniques and so of course uh bringing along with a special guest this time cornelius demrich
1: okay so my name is cornelius and i'm uh, from cologne germany as you might hear and um yeah, I was born in Berlin in East Germany and I'm doing 3D for s- close to 16 years now, I think. And um, yeah, that's what all, that's all what I do all day long, pretty much when I'm not in in, in lockdown mode. <laughs> and yeah, I do it for a living. I work at a small company um, that's called Elastique in Cologne and they make... Um, visuals for car shows and interactive um, interactive uh, applications for VR, AR, and stuff like that. And yeah, it's pretty fun.
0: So one of the things, of, of course, that has been happening in the past few months, and I like to kind of tell and, and talk to our guests with the uh, pandemic, of course, uh, how have things changed uh, professionally, personally for you? Over Germany, actually, you're our first German... It's been on the oh. show for a while. <laughs> okay. So we'd love to connect, hear um, your
1: insight over there. Yeah, well, the the government told us to stay inside pretty much, but people are ignoring it for some parts. So when I, I'm, I'm living on a, on a big street and when I look outside of the window, I see groups of people gathering and stuff like that. I stay inside for the most part and play video games. <laughs> I have no project right now um i'm on vacation and um next week i will enter home office again i think Wonderful. yes perfect so i am just working from home um, the the job i do is a part-time job so i work three days and four days i work on my own stuff but right now i don't have any personal project or anything in the pipeline i just finished a commercial job a logo animation for a video game. Um, yeah. But, uh, other than that, I just play online games. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, it sounds like you've already been uh, groomed for this position that you're already in, uh, with the contract work and part-time work. It, it seems like yeah. not too much of it has uh, changed your process on, on dealing with, uh, clients
1: well I, I actually rarely do clients um, so uh, like two years ago I, I I thought about I was a freelancer for like five or six years and I wanted to change that because it was stressful and you you have all these uncertainties in your life so about like when will the next client come in and and stuff like that and so I thought I I just try to find uh, a regular day job and uh, do that half half of the time. And the, the rest I can spend on my personal artwork. And yeah, that works best for me, I think. So just do a nine to five job three times a week and then um, just do the the stuff I do out of passion and not necessarily spend it on, on client jobs. Um, I also have a Gumroad where I sell stuff, and um, the plan was that I have have my day job and and do content for Gumroad or I don't know Patreon or something like that. Um, but that didn't work, so most of the time I I just um, yeah try out things, and these are my my lab days. Mm-hmm. If you can call it call it like that. Yeah,
0: I always encourage in like. Light- hearing uh artists such as yourself that are uh at least investigating this path because i really do feel you know just having that independence uh opened up a lot of options but there are like barriers of entry like there are tough uh walls that you have to hit to kind of get over it and uh, i feel such as yourself people who do get over it uh have a lot more flexibility and like you said Uh, a lot more time to play games which is one of the reasons why we went into the industry but it becomes a luxury uh after becoming a veteran to to find the time to play
1: yeah i actually never played uh worked on a game like an actual real game i never worked on one for some reason and i'm I'm currently picking up the all the techniques that are necessary to do um real-time applications like like all this um, reprojection from high poly to low poly and all that stuff. That's usually never necessary if you mainly use offline renderers, but for work, I have to pick it up because we make like a lot of um, real-time applications with VR and AR. And now I'm sitting here and thinking, Hey, maybe I should work in games. (laughs) but It never crossed my path so far so maybe one day then i can play my own games
0: (laughs) (laughs) well i mean you you definitely have the skill set that i think any game company would love um uh, i hope i mean like the technology of anything uh we're 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 looking at your industry uh towards look dev as the 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 star above to reach right and uh, I feel what, the gap is getting smaller for both artists to kind of go in and out of each other's industry. And uh, I look forward to that because I think a lot more talent uh, will, will, will share more ideas. And I think it moves both industries forward. I really see yeah. hybrid. hybrid. Um, I mean, last, a couple of weeks ago, we had a lighting artist talking about, and he was about the same. I mean, he's been uh, working in both game and visual effects companies like DigitalMain, And, you know, we were talking about how The Mandalorian uh, is uh, creating a hybrid approach, right? Um, They use a virtual production set. And uh, it's a lot of those two artists talking to each other to figure out how this old process of making movies, um, but using basically
1: real-time applications uh, to make it happen.
0: So that's always pretty interesting. So I think at this point, it'd be great to kind of uh, get your screen up and actually let's kind of go over some of your portfolio works. Man, don't be shy about this. Uh, For those who don't know, uh, I think it's my website. Yeah. it will be great to kind of just show them the caliber uh, and how thankful we are to kind of have you come on and talk to you and your, your stuff is super inspiring. And, um, at least for me as an artist right when i see a combination of all types of 3d art like what you do with character and environment i always get very jealous because i can tell that you know that takes a lot of work but uh basically creating your own
1: visual scene uh with no uh, breaks whatsoever so i'm gonna go ahead and bring it up and
0: uh let's look at some of this stuff
1: or sh- shall I sh- uh, square, um, share my own screen, or do you want to show it in 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 your stream?
0: Uh, what I can do is go ahead and uh, start showing off some stuff. And uh, let me try mm-hmm. to connect on uh, because we are doing like a workaround right now. So let me give me a sec. And why don't you just go ahead and go through some of your work, and I can get it hooked up so that we can show it better on, on my screen.
1: Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> so, um, as you can see, I I rarely do. Um, so this is all the body of my work, I think. Can you can you see that? Actually, yeah. You still here? Yes, I'm
0: just okay. oh up, yeah, okay.
1: Just tell me when you're back
0: yeah i'm good uh, i'm just setting up so that uh we oh okay actually see it. so go ahead and just go through some stuff
1: okay yeah so this is the body of my work it's um yeah it's it's not much actually if you look at it, i mean this one for example this is from 2011 and uh, that's nine years ago <laughs> and I haven't done much since then. It's like only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Okay, maybe twelve big pieces or thirteen. There's some unreleased stuff still in, in the works. And um, yeah, so that's that's one of the things that might be a little bit special about me, that I take a lot of time to work on a single project. So it can reach from a few weeks up to several months to, to finish an an image. For example, this one only took me, um, I think four weeks. And then we have like the more elaborate stuff uh, like this one that took me two, two and a half months. And, um, uh, this kitchen here this was seven months in total. So, I I like to spend a lot of time on a single image and I rarely do animations. Um, Most of the time, I just do still images and try to perfect them uh, to a degree that uh, most people um, wouldn't reach. I don't know if... if I think many people could reach that level uh, if they would take the time, but it's, um, yeah in the in the industry it's always it always has to be fast and and people have to um yeah push out um um progress uh, so rapidly that that in my free time i, I, I like to to break these uh, rules and and try to find my own way to express myself with um like taking the time and go over each detail as long as i want and yeah that's that's really fun for me. I think that's, that's the reason why I do 3D. Mm-hmm.
0: Right now, I have, so, uh, I'm going through and, and I'm showing a little uh, higher res feed
1: <laughs> yes.
0: on my side. So we're kind of going through it and looking at your work here. So do you okay. mind, Like some of these projects definitely show the amount of time put behind it. And it is one of those things that we're reaching a point where uh, tools are getting easier and accessible for developers uh, to at least try to emulate uh, what we call in the game industry, AAA quality, right? Just the hype awesomeness, right? Um, But the things that separates the good from the great is essentially looking at screenshots uh, of of your work, for example, and seeing Mm -hmm. that, holy crap, Uh, (laughs) this would probably take me Exactly eight months, like you said, to recreate this scene. And some people just don't even attempt. And that is the difference, I think, nowadays. Even with tools getting easier and more accessible, it's the yes. time it's uh, spent uh, that people really appreciate. The, the like, nooks and crannies of detail. Uh, yes. Every screenshot that you have here, especially, which impresses me and I'm sure a lot of your followers, is the care that you put into to everything that you do. Uh, with that being said, do you ever start your project with a mindset of time blocking, or is it something like it's not done till it's done mentality? Mm,
1: yeah, well, I got that advice from a good friend of mine, uh, Ash Thorpe, and he said he always had like a an, an roadmap, and he sets a date so he knows when he ha- he has to finish a project, but. I, For my part, I, I never do that. So I just start, I have a thing in my head or an idea or a technique I want to try out. And then I just know the, 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 the steps in between I have to take to go to the finished project and these can take up from like only a few hours up to months at a time. So um, I know, okay, I have to block out the scene first. Then I have to get in rough lighting. Then I have to model everything and shade it. Then I have to render it. Then I have to do post work. And... Yeah, so that, that's the only roadmap I have. I, I never set fixed times. Um, what I do sometimes is I, I don't like working during the hot summer. So I arrange things that uh, I can avoid big projects during the summer because everything gets hot. I don't have AC here in, in my apartment. and <laughs> It's like not a big thing in Germany to have AC. And yeah, so my room with all my computers get can get pre- pretty toasty so i try to avoid that and that's the only plan i have um yeah and other otherwise i, I just work from from mood boards and and stuff like that uh
0: so we're, we're taking a look at your um your scene here with the, the building. yes and uh the one thing that really strikes me is not just your your, your techniques and uh, your execution, which is you know impressive on itself, but your ideas and your your vision. I mean, do you? I mean, this is like beyond three D concepting. But do you start with any type of thumbnails or uh, rough two D sketch? How do you get started before you actually
1: go into these so? Topics? There, I I have so because I rarely do images. I have a lot of time to think about one image, and um, I have a Pinterest account where I collect stuff from uh, online blogs. There's like one blog uh, that's called Otaku Gangster, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's basically a Tumblr with uh, images of. I don't know, random stuff. It's um, buildings, uh, guns, cars, uh, stuff from anime, everything. And I collect everything I like um, through that blog or I have like a collection of blogs and and I just browse through them on a daily basis and and save everything I like in Pinterest. And and then at some points, like once a year or maybe twice a year or three times a year. I don't know. I go through that collection and, and try to make up an idea and for, for an actual project. And then I combine several of these um, moods uh, to, into a mood board. And from there on, um, I, I just start thinking about that. Some of these mood boards are like five, six years old. And at some point in time, if they, have grown to a level that that i think okay now it's worth to make an image of it um i i start um building a scene around them and that's the exact thing that uh, went down with um the astronaut and that um in that alley with the around orange, orange and, and blue buildings i i just um uh, blocked it out so i i can't draw or anything so i'm not a concept artist i just use 3d i use primitive 3d objects and place them around and play with super simple light it's super fast and um it's all placeholder and then i come make make up the scene and make a a composition of light and and shapes and colors and try to figure out what works for me what not and that's usually the first step
0: it's amazing man uh, you definitely give Thank you. <laughs> a 3D artist such as myself that isn't that good at drawing some hope.
1: <laughs> I I'm, I really really suck at drawing. Yeah. Like I I just, well, we should I, have I, a uh,
0: suck off, man. <laughs> well, that is yeah, of, I, <laughs> I, you, I'm pretty sure I suck more than you at drawing, dude.
1: But. Yeah, I have so many friends that are in in the concept art industry or. Work at, for Marvel and are really, really great painters and, and good at drawing. And I suck so bad at it. I actually, I like every three years, I have this thing that I I'm gonna try, try it, it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I buy an iPad for like thousand bucks yeah, and, and, yeah. and say to myself, "Oh no, I going to learn it." Oh, and yeah, yeah.
0: That's exactly <laughs> the worked. same way. dude. And the same people yeah. that pisses me off. I don't know how you feel about it, but like people who could do both really well
1: yeah i know a pisses bunch of me these off. people oh my god these people,
0: <laughs> yes. they scare me and they piss me off because one yeah it they, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah 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 exactly <laughs> oh, wait i have to there's steam Where's steam steam i have to exit steam oh okay. you started to play game <laughs> no no time. because like there's a pop-up coming <laughs> from from a buddy of mine who plays steam. uh no worries uh
0: yeah. yeah right now i'm just going through your portfolio work um one of the inspired things that uh, might be a new generation where, um, not exactly, uh, 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 he's not exactly a game developer, but Simon, Simon Stalin. Oh,
1: yeah, right. Yeah, kind of it's Simon Stalham, uh, the Swedish Swedish guy, the
0: Swedish guy, right? And of
1: course, yeah, Swedish he makes he makes uh, Tales from the Loop. Exactly, that became the new, new yeah, yeah Amazon yeah. series. So it that, started like a week ago, right? Exactly,
0: and I only went through yeah. the first. Episode. Awesome! It's like anti-black mirror, but very poetic, right? So I'm okay. I'm looking forward to uh, working my way through it. But a lot of your work reminds me not of his um, his style. You definitely have your own style, but like you have like a like a compelling story that goes along with a lot of your art, which I feel yeah. uh, is very rare because it takes up you know we're we're, we're basically being jealous about 2D and 3D people that can do it all at the same time, but uh, what's more important, I feel, is that uh, artists are that have the ability to tell a story within an image, and I don't think a lot of people have that skill set, such as yourself, um, that I can look at a screenshot from one of your work and, and be able to basically craft a whole creative world around that, which is what what's so inspirational from Tales from the Loop, right? This guy is as a concept artist. Uh, a really good one, but his his pictures were were so compelling that they created a whole series around it. and I want to see more and yep. more of that from independent artists where their work is so great, where uh, they're approaching you. I mean, have you been contacted by?
1: People, I feel like you're creating basically an IP at this point with everything that you're... Well, I wish that would be so if anyone with power in the movie industry uh, is listening, I want to do that. But uh, no, um, I mean, there's a backstory and they're all connected. All the images I do, or at least some of them are connected to each other. um, But it's nothing like... um, yeah it's not it's not like a like a strict story you could tell to someone there's like like hints and 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 parts of it but they are not connected in a way that you could form a story from it so it's um more like um it's connected to the process i i used to do these images and because it takes such a long time my 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 life changes over time and my my thoughts change and my mood changes and all that is reflected through the image. So if I, I don't know, if I I work on a texture and it takes me two weeks, one day I feel good and one day I feel bad and all this is reflected through that texture and I put it in there if I make graffiti, for for example, and, and sit days on it. In, in the, at the end, after day four, I'm really annoyed by it because it's the same process all over again and again and again. And then I write, oh, God, this is so annoying. Fuck this. I, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's part of the of the texture. And um, yeah, and it's mood swings, uh, t- stuff from my real life that annoys me or that I don't find time to, to work on it or... I don't know. And then there's obviously like story elements um, for the, the astronaut with the with the receiver of the phone in, in his hand. And um, the phone receiver is a part of three images now and has a special meaning, but I don't know if you could make it a, I have to, I would need to write it up and make like a storyline from it. And I, I had ideas like that, but I'm not a good writer. Unfortunately, I can't draw and I can't write. I can't just can't make 3d images. So the way you're, yeah. If there's a a writer listening uh, who wants to help me with that, um, please reach out. Uh, I would love to. But yeah, so far, there's no not not like a straight storyline that well, let's just get Simon's
0: thing. Tell from the loop book and see, I, I don't think there's writings in there. I, I got to check out that that artwork that he put.
1: in. I think it's like both of it, right? Is it like it's written and um, it has like a written component and, and a visual component, but I don't know. Uh-huh. I have no idea. Yeah, man. I I don't have it, sadly. I have to pick it up. Honestly,
0: you're just, I feel like one click away from this becoming on Netflix or something because.
1: Oh, that would be so amazing.
0: (laughs) I'm telling you, man, you're. There's. Yeah, we're on our station right now, but yes, there is good art, but there's a difference with your art. And I think anybody that takes a look at it can tell there's a story. Um, even though you don't have it written down, you're definitely expressing it. And I think you are actually, it's actually better for you to kind of leave it up for interpretation. There's enough I mean, for, yes. for us to kind of form a story on our own.
1: To be honest. Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't know if I told the story because the 6088 AD thing is like, The first one that had like an elaborate background story what is going on in this image and it's like a gang fight and in this fictionary city called delfer and delfer is uh has like districts and one it's like artists fighting against each other and one district is blue and the other one is orange and So you have these two gangs and they don't like each other and they try to kill each other. And then there is this astronaut who is like transported there for some reason. He, he touched the, the phone receiver and the image that I made before that, um, which is called 52 Hertz. It's, um, the one with the parking lot. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so when he touched the phone receiver, he was like teleported into that city. And, um, now he has this NASA launch and reentry suit on him, which is orange, bright orange, and uh, of course the the blue people don't like that. And they see him see him walking down the alley and and lurk on him. And um, yeah, that's actually also the the reason why this image is called sixty eighty eight AD. Some people think it's um like uh, a date, like a year, because of the AD. But it's actually uh, the hexadecimal color code for the blue color on the buildings. And um so that's like like a pun because it looks like a year but isn't actually. And uh yeah, and then there's like a lot of uh, detailed stuff. Um and trying to imagine what life is there, and it's really hot all, all year. And um if you can if you zoom in, there is like um, the AC units that hang outside of the, on, on the walls of the buildings, they have names. One is called uh, Fury. Um, the other one is, I, I think it's called uh, Pienta 1000, which is like a friend of mine. And, and yeah, that's lots of details like that. And it also reflects in the graffiti.
0: Oh man, I'm telling you. <laughs> you have everything you need what you just told me is so compelling i mean i'm seeing comic book series i'm seeing short stories okay. i'm seeing
1: all types well of we can do I that i love to
0: play <laughs> games man just make a game it. yes so yeah. the, one of the like you're one of the people that pissed me off because you're so good <laughs> uh but like uh, you know the other day we had an interview um, i don't know if you a top win of it or anything it's called bright memory but uh, mm-hmm. it's made by one solo developer and it's on the caliber of basically AAA quality, right? He did oh, crazy. everything and he's only 23. And that's the new generation of artists. It's like they're going to make these games that you feel or used to take like 100 people and you by yourself. And a lot
1: of it... Did. Yeah, but there's like these genius people. I, I feel like every 10 years, there's like some of someone who can pull off everything that the whole team does alone yes and for example there do you know cooler yes the yes. french the french guy with the game um, with, with the hk project with yeah. the cat that walks around it's just the same thing it's just like one guy and he saw an alex roman a video and he thought, okay, I can do that in Unreal Engine, and bam, he did it, mm. and it's it's just crazy good. And now he's making his own game with like a small team, and yeah. And before him, there was another guy who is like crazy good. There's always like one Craig Mullins kind of person who just owns everything and is too good to be true. <laughs> and I feel like there's uh, the 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 time that has to pass between one great guy and another is getting shorter and shorter. So we have like one great talent every year now, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. And they all get younger because I'm 31. And I know people who are like 22 that are already better than me on a technical level. <laughs> it's just I think, w- w- why the hell? <laughs> just... What are these people doing all day i don't know i, I can like when i was 22 there wasn't even was there youtube i don't know but it's uh yeah it's not crazy how fast yeah yeah yeah.
0: well you're being humble man i i put you in the caliber of, of these greats that you're speaking of because the amount the <laughs> time that you're putting behind these projects holy crap man it's not just one you, you have the discipline uh definitely yeah and so but I, I
1: after each piece i need like a break of three months at least and and uh it's all so it's not like easy for me to do this it's always depressing and i need a long break after that and it's a lot of struggle and meeting high expectations because i don't know it, it feel. i mean nobody's like forcing me to do it but i always feel like people expect me to be better and better each day and every time i put out new work which is like super toxic in a way to to think that Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's one um, every time yeah i mean I, i it's not i don't have to do it there's nobody forcing me right but i i pressure myself to do that and yeah it's that makes it difficult sometimes so it's it's not like i'm like a magician it I, I it took really really much effort to reach that um point that i can spend two or more months on one image and and need it, it needed practice to be honest. So the first image I did was like one week, then it was three weeks, then one month. And that went up to five to seven months or something. So the next, uh, the next step would be, I don't know, a year. Maybe I don't, I, I have no idea. I have an idea for an image that, that would take so long, but I'm not sure if I can start it yet because it's, <laughs> it's just too crazy. Yeah.
0: Well, uh we are living in a crazy time right now with the pandemic, so it's probably
1: forced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that's a good thing. I I, I the, the government is forcing me to stay at home, so that's the perfect excuse to just start with it and I am thinking about it every day actually to be honest. And yeah, once I uh, reach level 80 in Final Fantasy Online, I will definitely try to um uh Try to to start a new project. Maybe I don't know.
0: Is there? uh Actually, if you uh you want to start pulling up some of the uh because we're gonna take a little closer look at uh, your, your your work for Blitz in particular. But yes. I want to, of course, ask more. Of basically, the conversation we've been having. It's like, is there a particular art style that you usually aspire to? I mean, I, I feel like you have some type of surrealism within your artwork mixing a lot of um uh uh present and futuristic elements to to, to contrast yeah super awesome. the,
1: the thing is um the the stuff i like the most i never reached it because it's somehow the the things i i um i collect in my pinterest are mostly photographs and they are not as colorful as my work and they're like um, super rough and toned down. And when I do, in, do try to achieve something like that in, in 3D, like this gritty and dirty stuff, it, it's always like super colorful and hyper-realistic and looks great. Maybe it's the render engine I use. I don't know, but it's... um, Yeah, it never turns out the way I imagine it to be. It looks still good and I like it, but it's not... In a way, I would say uh, that that I prefer when I look um, for for images of other artists. So if if I could clone myself and uh, my clone would do an image that's not connected to me, I would probably not put it in my Pinterest collection. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean because it's like so different from the stuff I usually find appealing. Yeah, it's super weird, but I still <laughs> like it. But it's like watching um looking at the work of someone else for some reason. Mm. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's just how awesome you are.
1: You haven't reached your <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well thank you.
0: I mean you're already inspiring a group of people just to be you right now and you're like I'm not even me here. <laughs>
1: yeah, I I mean it's 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 super weird. Uh and I mean mm. I think probably most of the artists you ask do you like your stuff some will say no and some might say yeah sure of course but it's difficult to get there um way back in the day um there's like this phenomenon um that you you make an image then you like it and two days later you hate it and this this um that this time frame these two days um that uh, went from two days to maybe like three years now. So the stuff I did three years ago or four years ago, um, it's not on a technical level. I would, um, um, I would like these days because it's just too, it's not good enough for some reason. I don't know. It's when I, I I'm super critical when I watch my, my own projects and look at them and, and, yeah, then I think, okay, I would do this better and this better. And I see details that nobody else sees. When, when you uh, look at Blitz, for example, you see the whole image and I see, oh, this uh, subsurface scattering on, on, on that edge is perfect because of reason X, I don't know. And so I, 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 I'm not able to see my image um, as anyone else sees that for for some reason because i did it you know because i made it and and yeah that that can be hard but um yeah i think with time that will change too i i don't know if you still hate your your own work oh man after after so many years (laughs) you're
0: talking about your work man i'm i'm my portfolio i can't even go to it anymore because it's just like still so elevated yeah. Uh and
1: but it, it's, a, it's a sign that you you grow as an artist mm-hmm. so um I, I, yeah. yeah i think that that pushes you to to points where you think okay i don't like it anymore i can improve it now because you you see the the mistakes you made maybe and somebody wouldn't consider the mistakes but yourself you're your biggest critique right mm-hmm. and um or critic is it critic or critique critique is the critic, critic yeah, is correct critic you're you're, you're your own biggest critic and um i think that can be unhealthy and healthy at the same time on an artistic level at least mm-hmm. definitely
0: um so what's your inspiration behind blitz uh
1: we see <laughs> your uh can you see uh, my 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 screen right now? Yes. I'm I'm turning the camera around it. Okay. Um yeah, it's super laggy. Uh that's because it's so high poly. Um I can show you that by the way. It's it's I mean <laughs> you can't even see most of the mesh and it's not really optimized. It's all high poly because I don't know I have the VRAM and I Optimizing it would take so much more time, so oh, I definitely. just refuse to do it. Um, so the idea is, um, um, there's this. Uh, it's like a combination of things. Again, it's um, uh, before that uh, the image I did before that was 608880, the one we talked before about before, and and I for some reason lost the interest in doing whole scenes like with with a sky and the ground and buildings and people in it and i just want to focus on some super realistic objects with no actual scene around them just the object in in black space and and there is this um in germany we have these um science books for children they are called uh, was ist was it translates to what is what and they always show these uh um, i don't know a tank maybe that's cut open and you can look inside or a grenade or i don't know um a fire fire truck and it's super interesting to see like all the you you probably know these uh, there there are star wars books who show that stuff mm-hmm. have you seen that it's like it's like um an art book for star wars and you open it and then you can see a star destroyer cut open on one side and you can see all the cham- chambers and and the the I don't know the little guns inside and this is um yeah that this is super interesting for me to um see like cut cut open objects and i always wanted to do one of these and then there was this um swiss uh, swiss um, artist uh h.r bieger uh, he made the designs for the alien movies right you you probably know him right it's um he won an oscar in, yeah. in in the 80s or i don't know and yeah he's uh super famous and um he had one of these images that it's like a um, cut open gun and all the bullets inside the gun were like little babies and it's super creepy and that actually inspired me to to make this um bomb and i and i thought okay what what can i do with this bomb maybe i put just a guy in it and, and he's sitting there and controlling it and he's living inside this bomb and then i thought okay but what he, he needs entertainment and and so there has to be a screen and some place where you can sit or sleep or eat food and stuff and then i came up with like um and and tried to design the the whole interior with all these pipes, and now he's like like this um contraption in his nose that that feeds him and gives him liquid and all, all he's wearing is um this um jacket and some pants, <laughs> some like boxers and and holding to this receiver. and for some reason, I don't remember why there's also like uh, bombs in it, like mortar shells and ammunition. And I think I added them because they just look cool. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea why I put them there. It's it's just,
0: yourself,
1: yeah, yeah. That's uh... <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and, or maybe it's when, when like the thought, okay, maybe he will survive the, the impact of the bomb and then can go outside or something like that. I don't know. But um, yeah. And I started filling, sorry, I built the exterior and then I started filling uh, filling it with uh, tons of crap. There's like this old computer here from from the early '90s. I don't know if you can see that. Mm-hmm. It um, looks like one of these cheap Microcenter computers for like under 500 bucks, with uh, one, two, three, four, five CD-ROM drives, and um, yeah, and, and tons of detail like that. And yeah, that's what I spend a good part of. 2018 on, I think. 2018
0: <laughs> yeah well, uh, well let's say this or let's kind of break it up in a phase just to give an idea so um pre-production how long did that take modeling uh i mean what
1: what do you uh, so feel... I, I spent like on the whole image the whole project took me five months i think I, I think oh so it's over the course of five months because i have a day job right and um so i don't work three four hours eight. a day or
0: how long are you working every day
1: well i think one hour um during the week every day and on the weekends 12 hours maybe so it's Discipline. something like that yeah and uh but at some maybe there's a, like a week-long break in between because i don't feel like it or i don't know i don't have any idea or I did one object and uh, it doesn't look good and I have to redo it. And I don't feel like <laughs> doing that right now. I don't know. And, and tr- there's also a lot of trial and error in there. And yeah, for example, I think I spent close to one month o- on the shell alone, like the outer shell of the bomb. just um, different ideas. Yeah, exactly. Because I made it in fusion 360. It's a cat modeling software and you can model really fast in it. And the thing is when you, you, when your are modeling software isn't in the, in, in the way of creating any, any longer and you don't have to think about technic technical stuff. So, okay, how I fix this loop and how do I get an in, in, insert in, in that area or something like that? Uh, you, you can concentrate on the design aspect a lot more and that actually makes it harder to, Come up with uh, shapes and forms because it's the software isn't part of the problem anymore. It's out of the equation, and then you have there's only artistic output, and and you think okay, now I have to de- deal with my with my own idea, and that can be yeah, it can just can be harder than than to think about technical technical problems in in some way, mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm i had this a lot with the outer shell because i i wanted to fit in these tanks you can see here and it's for like food and, and water and uh, waste and stuff like that and then i because i i felt like it had to make sense in some way because people might question how the interior works yeah and then um the same stuff uh, with that down here and then we have this impact um the, the tip of the bomb, and um, will I be able to close it again if I want to stir something? Yeah, I think you can close it up still, and it looks like that. Mm. Yeah, and then all the interior as well. So that took a long time, I think. And uh, there was no uh, blocking with this one. So the the whole blocking process I, I talked about earlier with the scene with the um, with the LOA and the astronaut it makes sense if you want to fix the lighting but the lighting in this one is so super simple it's just one light source and a little bit of fog and all the visible lights from the screen and, and the lamps but other than that it's not really complicated and there's nothing to block out really I just had a height reference for the character and like a cylinder shape so i uh, can see okay where do i put them in the scene but in the end it turned out that it would be the easiest way to just put them in the middle and yeah call it a day
0: calling it a day this guy i mean this i can tell just by looking at it how long it should take and you're telling your balance and your whole life around this too um
1: yeah it's just incredible. the hardest part is if yeah. your if your friends call you and say hey wanna out. go out and like, no, <laughs> I was like no i have to do this now sorry maybe in half a year <laughs> so.
0: it's definitely a young man's game and i feel like
1: um yeah but it's getting harder It's getting the harder, older you right, get. right yeah definitely
0: um yeah I, I mean when i first saw this piece i was so uh, drawn to it because of just all these little hints that you're kind of putting into it. Um, and, and every yeah, it's super element.
1: weird. Yeah. I mean, how how often do you see uh, like an aerial bomb with a guy in it?
0: I love <laughs> it, man. I, yeah. I, when I first saw it, I thought it was a guy on a, like a suicide mission or something. Uh,
1: yeah, maybe. I don't soon. know.
0: But you know that one. that's <laughs> what I mean. You left enough there for interpretation. That
1: yeah, I mean that's interesting for in that right?
0: Exactly. Yeah. It's really cool. Man. Yeah. So like what uh, as soon as you get out the the mono phase and since it's so high poly, what, what kind of cheats are you doing with texturing uh, to get to where you need to be? Well, do, you, do okay. you block in lighting first before you
1: do that? Yeah, well, lighting is an in an, an in between progress. Um, I usually lock the uh, camera, so once I have a camera angle, I leave it at that and fix it. And lighting is, um, yeah, I just play around during the process when I change the textures or when I do the modeling first um, and the lighting looks good with the modeling, but then I apply textures and see, okay, it's not perfect anymore Then I changed up. So that's uh, light light will change all the time, at least with uh, that scene. And uh, when I did the modeling, I think I did like 60% of the modeling and started Um, texturing. And then after that, I did modeling and texturing at the same time, switching back and forth between them. Um, The character was the last part, I think. Wait, you can disable that one. Um, Yeah. So I had this set up without the character and then I, yeah, I focused on that. And what I did was um, because this is not SDS modeling, no subdivision surface uh, surface or anything. Um, um, and, and you usually do that. Uh, I use um, just uh, procedural texturing methods like um, tree planner mapping and tileable textures. But in this case, I wanted to uh, make use of Substance Painter for the first time for a project. And I unwrapped... All of that. So even though you see they have a really shitty high poly mesh. Um, I got it somewhere to work in, in RISM UV. You know RISM, it's uh, mm-hmm. best unwrapping software there is. And it's like yeah. the only
0: one at this point. Uh, I used to yeah. use Hedis.
1: Uh, oh yeah, headers, but it's super unstable oh, for some reason. Well, because it's yeah. made by
0: one guy, and it's always embarrassing when I work at studios and I well, can you order headers and they send like a USB? I was like, oh my god, this guy. I, <laughs> yeah, the, my company's not gonna pay for it, a guy who's like yeah, postal mailed USB, I- yeah.
1: I started using uh, Unfold 3D, and I think it's the same thing as RISM. It's mm-hmm. just a different company these days. Yeah. Yeah. And as you can see, it's like super crappy, unwrapped. So I have like, uh, I don't know, a dozen UV sets only for this arm. And But what I did, I, I only did masks uh, for the... So I think they combine, actually. Yeah. So if you just collapse this arm down to one object, you would have one epic eight uh, K UV map, mm-hmm. and uh, all I did was um, just um, put out masks for the for the edges and uh, and did the rest procedural in, in Octane in this uh, in Cinema 4D. So uh, yeah, there is no PVR workflow or anything. It's just um, Masking, so putting out masks uh, through substance painter, because I didn't know uh substance painter well enough at this point, and I thought, okay, they have these smart masks, and I can put make like dirty edges and and edge wear uh, everywhere where I want, it, and uh, that's good enough for me, so I just used that and if you look at the final result of the arm, I mean it perfectly worked, right? You have all these metal edges here and and the stuff you see in between like um the 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 i don't know how, how it's called like the rough surface of the um of of the paint you see there um this is all procedural done in octane and also the graffiti stuff i did this in substance as well
0: pretty slick man i mean a lot of your processes where basically game techniques are uh are aspiring to like we're we're you know um we're finally switched on to PBR, which you guys have been using yeah. forever. And we're more more using uh, tidal textures and, and blending textures instead of unique UVs now. So yeah. if you sit for a couple more years, just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> Eventually, we're going to catch up to where you are. Uh, because what we want is I, exactly I, I the mean, process. It's like look depth and, and the ability to kind of get results faster without going through, oh my god, I'm UVing everything high low res yeah. we're autom- the thing is, automating that the, the,
1: stuff as what, what as is fun. super funny uh some pe- so many people hate modeling like doing actual proper subdivision surface modeling and UVing it and i really enjoy that oh, part
0: you do have to be I, some I mean, kind of sicko too
1: <laughs> I, I mean i mean doing uvs with uh RISM is so much fun actually yeah. it's I mean, if you have a cat model fuck it but uh, yeah. if you have uh like a really well done model with uh, proper loops and you can just unwrap it and it works flawlessly. I love it. It's yes. Makes it a lot fast. easier for sure. Yeah. And it's really fast and you know, you get, um, and then you make a bake down, you have like, put it in ZBrush brush and make like, I don't know, a little cracks in there and, and like, you know, uh, Detail it and then make a bake down from it. It's super fun to, if it actually works, I, I struggled with the whole uh, high poly to low poly back down stuff for years. And now, um, because I did the few projects um, uh, with, with that workflow, it, it's, it works like a breeze. And I think I will, the next big image I will make with subdivision surface modeling again, because I, um, it just, for example, um, you know the uh, here I have this this image of a kitchen. This is all subdivision surface modeling. It took seven months because of that, mm-hmm. and after that I thought, okay, there must be a faster way, and then I discovered Fusion Three Hundred and Sixty from Autodesk, and it's that's as i as i said a cat modeling program it's way more faster but the the mesh you get is super shitty mm-hmm. so that's the 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 contra on on the contra point on that and then you say okay well i don't have to necessarily uv it and i put just procedural textures on that and the best thing would be a, a fast modeling workflow where you can have great uvs and um pbr textures that is the godly combination but i have i don't have that for now and and what i think now is okay maybe i have to introduce like little parts of sds modeling back into my workflow because uh, the textures just get better if you uv everything and yeah that's that's the plan for the next big thing i think
0: mm-hmm. definitely man. um a lot what you're saying let me switch back um yeah, I, you kind of mentioned the Z word. There's ZBrush, right? And I know you oh, use yeah. it.
1: <laughs> the and, Z word <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well, the thing is, like, I've always, um, you know, everyone uses ZBrush, but they've been introducing yeah. more like sub modeling, basically lower poly modeling, trying to make it the modeling. Something. It's not quite there yet. And every few often I get that that itch. It's like you know what I'm going to make this model from scratch in ZBrush, and I, it's just oh, not oh, there no, no, no. yet. I go through that thing no. no. where I, like, I can do this, but then I was like, "Where was it again?" And like my whole workflow is thrown
1: off. Uh, I, I really, I, I really, I mean, I heard the intention behind ZBrush, the UI and stuff, is that people who draw
0: yeah
1: can like pick it up. It's always if you if you have like a, a someone who who can draw really good or sculpt really good in real life and he never touched a 3D program they always love ZBrush for some reason but if you have like a technical director who worked with houdini and and maya for years i don't know and you show him the zbrush and he hates it because it's not like parametrical enough and it's so it's
0: not on the grid all these yeah and
1: it's all weird and and like clunky and the ui looks strange and yeah I, I i really don't like the ui of zbrush but it's um it has its benefits i think mm-hmm. i mean for For example, if I have like a hard surface object, I just throw it in there and make like the edges imperfect. And and it's super powerful, I think. And then I just export it and use it as a projection, high poly projection model. And yeah. Yeah. And I do the low poly UVs in in RISM and it works fine. I only use it for the details. I don't bake in it. I don't texture in it. I do my baking. I do in, in... uh, X normal and Substance Painter. That's usually enough. So uh, there's no need to to use Z Brush. But I, I think that would be overkill for my part because it's so hard to navigate and all. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm there with you. Like, especially coming from environment design, mm-hmm. like the tools aren't quite there yet, um, and, and like the programs that you kind of mentioned have been actually a step in the writer direction of being more, especially in games, environment has to be on the grid, right? And ZBrush doesn't have a grid system, which is a fail, right? So uh, even though they're probably not aiming for that, but I think they would like to because programs like Moto Fusion, I feel like are kind of helping hard surface modelers um, with that especially. And it's something actually I've I've been myself very interested in because Maya is not quite there with, the ability of, of just 3D concepting, basically. Um, out of all this program, do you feel like Fusion is probably the, the leading factor when it comes to just quicker 3D modeling or quick concepts? Or, or, or is there mm. another program out there that you feel like... Um,
1: yeah, there's the, uh, Moment of Inspiration 3D. That's also CAT modeling. Okay. I think CAT modeling in general is... Um, you can be very fast with it ZBrush is also very fast if you know how to use it yeah I mean there's also people who are really fast with SDS modeling right but yes. it's yeah but like if you show it to a beginner and okay you have you can do this and this but you don't can do this and it's forbidden then you get AMGONs and triangles and it's super confusing for someone who just started 3D right yeah. and, and most people avoid it. For some reason, because in the company I work for, I'm one of the one of maybe two or three guys who really do subdivision surface modeling like and the rest is all they're animators and they do after effects and animate in, in cinema for the I'm a shitty animator, for example, I I have no idea how that works. I, I mean, I can do it, but it's it's slower and. Yeah, so I, I I feel like people are avoiding it, and yeah. Coming back to your question, I think it's the fastest way would be Fusion Three Hundred Sixty and any other um, cat modeling software that is easy accessible. And another point is Fusion Three Hundred Sixty is free for freelancers, I think, or if you make un, one under one hundred k a year. Mm-hmm. So that's also a big plus if you. Have legal access to it. And Fusion Three Sixty
0: yeah. is owned by uh, Autodesk, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, they own yeah. everything now. Yeah.
1: Yes. What Just was like the? It only. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> well, what was the? Who's the guy that makes Nuke? They have a modeling program too. Was that the program that you were mentioning? Uh,
1: uh, the Nuke guys—they um, have. That's the Foundry, right? Yes. Is it the Foundry? Yes. Yeah, they have uh, modo. Yes, that's the Modo
0: one, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, and Modo is... I never used it. I know a guy who uses this. It. It's uh, Tor frick, You know Tor frick, Yes, I heard of Torfric. He's also working uh, on games, and he's super sufficient with it, and it looks really amazing. I never had the chance to use it, though, so...
0: Yeah, I'm, yeah, in, I'm have... in that phase, man. I need to get in with you guys, because the CAD modeling has been something that's been not exactly creeping up, but it's still the underbelly of 3D modeling, right? I, I see... Yeah. At least hard surface modelers who are very good and proficient are using some type of CAD modeling in
1: the process. Yeah, the thing is, you, there are s- some really powerful uh, retopo tools out there, uh, auto retopo tools yeah. for um, Max and I think for Cinema 4D as well, and I haven't used them yet. But yeah, so you don't, I think you don't even need to use, um, for example, what I do to get a Decent mesh from a um, cat modeling tool is uh, I use another exporter, the one from Moment of Inspiration. It's the other cat modeling software. Or I use Volumes, mm-hmm. like make it to a, to a voxel cloud and then break it down to a, to a model. I see. And um, yeah, that's not ideal. But there's um, Retopo tools that make auto-retopo of the whole mesh and it looks quite decent, even for hard surface stuff. So Yeah. Maybe that's the future. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Are, you guys are definitely leading the way. Uh, uh, with I this hope.
1: Stuff. I, I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, uh, um, we, we kind of talked about the texturing process a bit, using procedural uh, lighting. I mean, how, how uh, and we're almost near the end of the hour here. I just want to kind of touch about the rendering part just a little bit. Uh so, man, how, how big are these images that you're pumping
1: out here? 8K images? Oh, no, they are bigger, I think. 16K. Wait, so, <laughs> this one is the, no, no you this just, one is the final
0: trend. Those Samsung TVs yeah. in the future.
1: <laughs> uh, no, it's just um, in case I want to print them. Right. And because, I, I don't know, it's so satisfying to have like a really, really big, Work file, and you can see all the details in there. It's su- super satisfying, mm-hmm. and the render times um, are. It takes a lot of time to render these. I think this one was 24 hours because all the stuff you see in there is uh, fog. Uh, is like actually an the image. There's not much post work or, or color correction going on here. Nice. It almost looks like this out of render. And oh, wow. uh, so you don't do it in passes. You just render all. Of- Maybe. no no i, I do passes okay. but um yeah more like uh optional th- stuff so for example i have object ids for the for the jacket and the guy and for the hair and stuff like that so i can like make it maybe a little bit brighter or tone it down and stuff like that so um i like options yeah that's the only thing why i do it in passes and i have light ids and stuff so usually i just I have like, I don't know, maybe 15 passes Mm -hmm. and then, but they are more like just in case I need them and not mandatory for me to use. Yeah. And the actual resolution is, um, it's 9,500 pixels high and six, so 6,717 wide. All right. All right.
0: Okay. I always like asking that because you never know how far is too far. But uh, you're setting at least a standard for me now. It's like, all right. I'm going
1: to do 10,000 pixels. just. Keep- yeah, if you can do it. I mean, there's like a technical limitation. You can't go like 20K, then the your video memory would be explode, would, would just <laughs> fill, fill up and you can't render it. But uh, if your machine and your setup uh, allows it go as high as you can, because. Um, I don't know maybe in five years you will be famous and somebody wants to buy a print of one of your works for uh ten thousand dollars or something something and then you say oh fuck i why didn't i render it in in like 10k back in the day so that's always just like a pre like like a step uh in, in uh, to make it future proof i think yeah, yeah that's great
0: man that's
1: incredible Thank you.
0: Well, uh, I want to kind of switch over, um, actually to you now, like, um, so let me kind of cut over and, uh, thank you for spending the hour, man. I think we're going to talk a lot more, uh, uh, your, your work, your work ethic, especially, uh, your ideas are truly inspirational, uh, to everyone that's viewing this to myself. It's one of those things that, you know, I, I try to talk to people and bring people on this guest show that is able to uh, pass the art station test, right? Basically, out of that mirage of art, good art, you know, one just completely makes me stop and click on, right? And yours your definitely stands out so much. And I think that, even though there's a plethora of artists out there, if you can still stand out from the crowd, which is what your work is, that's uh, incredible achievement and uh it's no easy feat as you illustrated throughout
1: this this episode it's like it's oh thank you so much i i never know how to react to something like that but <laughs> well i can't
0: wait thank to you. watch it on netflix that's what i'll get to say man.
1: oh oh yes actually there's um uh, i don't know if you know this there's from the um 6088 ad project i made the one with the la and the astronaut mm-hmm. and there is there is a tutorial about this that you can get for $1 on Gumroad. Okay, perfect. And uh, on YouTube, there's a breakdown video that is um, goes like 90 minutes long. And I go over the whole process in detail. Oh, that's incredible. What I, what I did when and you just have to uh, put my name into YouTube and you will find it. And it's super big. And I spent six months just on the cutting it. And it was crazy. And yeah, you can watch it if you're interested in that.
0: Well, definitely, man. I mean, I'm going to definitely point all the viewers out there on link description and everything so that you go to the Gumroad and check it out. And yeah,
1: I will you know. send you the link later. Oh, perfect.
0: So yes. uh, in the meantime, let's go over and switch to your, your, your webcam so people can see your awesome face. And okay. uh, this is the point of the <laughs> time, actually. I just hand the mic over to you. Uh, you're kind of getting it started already. But how can people <laughs> find you on Twitter, uh, your social media, your art station? Uh, this is a chance to,
1: okay, get to, get um, to it. Yeah. My art station, wait, I have to What <laughs> my art station, is. So I wasn't there. Yeah. Art station is, uh, yeah, Cornelius Damrick or artstation.com slash Zomtech, Z O M T E C H. Uh, Twitter is uh, Planet Zomax. Um, I can send you the link yeah. later. And, um, Instagram is Cornelius Damrick. My website is Cornelius yeah and if you have questions just email me and um check out my youtube check out my gumroad i have uh, lots of free stuff on my gumroad and the biggest one is actually the cheapest one it's one dollar for a whole project the scene files and everything um you can have them almost for free
0: that's incredible check
1: it out yes
0: take advantage of that deal people uh, you're crazy yes.
1: you. in rough times maybe I lose my job at some point so <laughs> maybe uh, su- support your uh, German neighbor artist I don't know
0: <laughs> definitely man Well, I want to thank you uh, for being on the show and that is games going on and uh, check out all the links in the description well, all the links in the description and be sure yes. to uh, talk to Korea. Yes, math will be
1: happy to come here for the kids and that's it see ya. thank you
0: You can also follow me on Twitter at Blue Champs, B-L-U-C-H-A-M-P-S. You want to catch these episodes live every Tuesdays and Thursdays, go to twitch.tv forward slash blue underscore champs. Email me any of your concerns or questions that you want me to read aloud at the beginning of each episode at info at gamedevunchained.com. And if you want to further support us and help unlock the next feature, which is the voicemail feature, go to patreon.com.